Greetings, this is podcast number 39 of Blast the Right. I'm Jack Clark from TheRationalRadical.com, www.TheRationalRadical.com. In the main segment, we'll debunk the right-wing propaganda campaign about the allegedly strong, beneficial-to-all-Americans U.S. economy. Then we'll hear a listener's take on the immigration issue. Let's get right into it. It's critically important that we're able to refute the right wing's ongoing propaganda campaign about the state of the American economy. And that's just what I'm going to show you how to do. Let's bust some right wing propaganda. What has George Bush been saying about the economy lately? In Milwaukee the other day, he told us the economy is, quote, strong and gaining steam. We're just doing fine, close quote. Better yet, let's hear him in his own words from his April 15th radio address. America's economy is strong and benefiting all Americans. By keeping taxes low and adopting sound policies that help our workers to compete and our businesses to grow and expand, we will keep the economy moving forward and extend prosperity and hope in our country. Extend prosperity and hope, huh? The latest opinion polls indicate that Americans don't share George's opinion. Last week in a Washington Post ABC News poll, 59% of Americans said the economy was not good or poor. Even worse, in a Fox News opinion poll, hardly an organization to tilt things against Bush, 72% of Americans rated the economy as in fair or poor condition. So how does the right wing account for this discrepancy between Bush's assertion and the opinion of the American public? Let's go to a certified right winger, Bill Salmon, for the answer. Salmon is the White House correspondent for the Washington Times, a far-right and Mooney-owned newspaper. Salmon is the author of such masterpieces as the 2002 book, At Any Cost, How Al Gore Tried to Steal the Election. Hmm, we certainly know he's a right-winger, don't we? Because he has things ass-backwards. The election was, of course, stolen from Al Gore, with no little help from Tom DeLay's goon squad, as we discussed last week. According to Salmon, the reason the public thinks the economy is in the toilet is that there hasn't been a public relations campaign to reveal the truth to them. I kid you not. Let me quote an article on farrightnewsmax.com. It starts off paraphrasing what Salmon said during a Fox News Channel appearance. Salmon said that, quote, The Bush administration has focused on national security issues at the expense of launching a public relations campaign to tout the thriving U.S. economy. 
He said President Bush must talk more about the amazing U.S. economic growth because the message is not getting through to Americans. Close quote. Quoting Salmon directly now, The onus is on this administration to make the case that the economy is strong, and I'm not sure this president has done it as much as he could have. When I covered the Clinton administration, you couldn't go two days without the Treasury Secretary, the President, or the Vice President talking about how many jobs they created and how much prosperity they had. The onus is on this administration to make the case that the economy is strong, and I'm not sure this President has done it as much as he could have. Close quote. Salmon doesn't get it. Under Clinton, the benefits of the thriving economy percolated much more broadly than now. Whether Clinton had a PR campaign or not, people would have known what's in their own pocketbook or wallet. Now, what kind of evidence does the right-wing cite in their public relations or, shall we say, propaganda campaign to prove that the economy is healthy? such that the average American in a poll should be saying so. Listen carefully because these will be the right-wing talking points you'll hear repeated ad nauseum by the talk show host Parrots. Well, let's take a listen to what Bush said. Our economy has added jobs for 31 months in a row, creating more than 5.1 million new jobs for American workers. And the unemployment rate is now down to 4.7%, below the average rate for each of the past four decades. What Bush ignores is that unemployment figures don't tell the whole story by any means. The unemployment rate leaves out those who have stopped looking for work. If you're working part-time and want to be working full-time, you're counted as fully employed. If you're working for half the wages you had before being laid off, you're counted as fully employed. None of these people, those who've given up or are involuntarily working only part-time or have suffered severe salary cuts, none of them would tell a pollster that the economy is healthy. George also says, Real after-tax income per person has grown by more than 8% since I took office. And that means, on average, Americans have an income that is $2,100 higher this year than it was at the beginning of 2001 after adjusting for inflation. Notice Bush said, on average. Averages often lie. Appropriate, Bush should use them, though. Simply put, if Bill Gates walks into a bar, the average income of those in the bar jumps into the millions even though their actual financial situation hasn't changed. In reality, in this country, average wages have stagnated, but there have been huge gains at the top. So much for what George says. Bill Salmon also has a few nuggets of wisdom for us. He offers up as proof that the economy is healthy, and the average American should say so, that... The stock market is hitting record highs. Bill, how does that affect the average American when the top 1% of households hold 
44% of all privately held stock. And the top 10% of households have a whopping 85%. The average person can't pay their bills with the inflated Dow Jones numbers they hear on the radio or see crawling across the bottom of their screen. Salmon also says that you have to look at home ownership. Uh, people bought houses when interest rates were real low. But those who can't afford their mortgages anymore because of stagnating wages and other factors aren't going to tell a pollster the economy is healthy. And there are a lot of such people. In the first quarter of 2006, there was a 38% increase from the previous quarter in foreclosures and a 72% increase over the first quarter of last year. Quote, the sharp increase in foreclosures in the first quarter continues a steady upward trend that we've observed since the beginning of last year, said James J. Sakashio, chief executive officer of RealtyTrack. He said, quote, foreclosures have now increased in four consecutive quarters and are on track to go above 1.2 million in 2006, which would push the nation's annual foreclosure rate to more than 1% of U.S. households, close quote. Again, none of these people or their friends and relatives in similar distress or those who even just know about a friend or relative's loss of their home will tell a pollster that the economy is healthy. Lastly, Salmon pulls out the oldest trick of all. Quote, look at the GDP, which has been growing for several years. Close quote. The gross domestic product is the least useful measurement of all. It tells nothing about who is benefiting. The right would have us blindly accept that old saw, a rising tide lifts all boats. Unfortunately, the only boats the right means, even though they won't say so, are yachts. Forget about people with smaller boats. And if someone doesn't even have a boat? Now that we've dispensed with the right's propaganda points, let's look at the facts on the ground, the facts that affect the average person. And are the facts reflected in the opinion polls showing six or even seven out of ten Americans think the economy is in bad shape? Wages. Quote. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that real wages in 2005 had dropped 0.9% from the year before. That was big news because in 2004, overall real wages were flat. For the first time, as long as wage records have been kept, American workers' income had not increased in two straight years. Close quote. Bush's strong economy is setting all-time records in declining wages.
But isn't the economy growing, as the right says? Yes, but, quote, median incomes for American workers have barely budged since 2000, while corporate profits have nearly doubled, close quote. So there you have it. It's corporate America and its owners who are flush with the green, not the rest of the population. The right only looks at the rich to decide whether the economy is healthy. They don't care about the middle class, which is increasingly squeezed, and they certainly don't care about the poor, who are doing even worse. This is shown in growing wealth inequality. Quote, the economy of the past few years has significantly widened America's infamous gap between rich and poor. America's wealthiest 10% experienced a net worth increase of 6.1% in 2004 to an average of $3.1 million. But the bottom 10% had their net worth fall from zero in 2001 to minus one thousand four hundred dollars in two thousand four which means that they owed more than the value of their assets close quote mass declarations of bankruptcy anyone here's a good indicator of the effect of the wonderful bush economy on real people quote the number of families using food pantries in a 16-county area in southern Wisconsin has grown by 34% in the past three years. Nationally, the increase in food pantry use has averaged about 8% a year, close quote. In other words, up 24% in just three years nationally. Never stop repeating the following. Every year under Bush, the percentage of Americans living in poverty has gone up. Every year under Bush, the percentage of Americans without health insurance has gone up. And in one of the Bush years, the infant mortality rate actually increased for the first time in several decades. Now recall, even for those not in poverty, stagnating or declining wages won't cover the increased costs for mandatory items, things they have to buy. This means nothing to the Bushians. Right-wingers don't care about people on the ground. They only care if the rich are benefiting, and if they are, the economy is in their eyes, healthy. Not only don't they care, right-wingers can barely hide their disdain for the average person's economic reality. Bill Salmon tisk tisked, quote, I think the biggest point is that gas prices hit people on a daily basis. It's the kind of thing you think about when you're filling up for three dollars a gallon despite all of the other positive economic news." Close quote. 
it's the kind of thing you think about? People who aren't wealthy have to think about what a necessity like gas costs, Bill. Despite all the other positive news? Positive for whom, Bill? And maybe people who were polled weren't just thinking about gas, but were also thinking about the fact that their other mandatory expenses are rising in cost while their wages are stagnant or even declining. For example, quote, health care premiums have increased by 73% over the last five years, and workers, families, and businesses have struggled to cope with rising premiums and diminishing benefits. Close quote. So Bush's terrible economy for the average American, especially for the lower end of the scale, that's really a great economy, according to Salmon and the entire right wing. The people just don't know it because Bush hasn't conducted enough of a public relations campaign about it. Enough to make your head spin. Reality is not the truth. The public relations spin is the truth. Bill Salmon and the right wing consistently invoke that old Richard Pryor punchline, Who you gonna believe? Me or your lion eyes? Who you gonna believe? Bush or your lion empty wallet? Who you gonna believe? Right wing pundits or your lion empty pocketbook? Let's listen to the right wing truth again. America's economy is strong and benefiting all Americans. By keeping taxes low and adopting sound policies that help our workers to compete and our businesses to grow and expand, we will keep the economy moving forward and extend prosperity and hope in our country. Extend prosperity and hope? Sort of like spreading freedom and democracy in Iraq, right? About as successful. Successful only in the fevered, delusional minds of the right wing, who are reliable for doing only one thing, increasing, both at home and abroad, human misery, suffering, pain, and death, and telling those harmed that they should be happy about it. Tell your friendly local right winger, you're not Buying it. The kind of catapult the propaganda. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again. The kind of catapult the propaganda. Catapult the propaganda. And now a word from another progressive podcaster. All I'm saying is give peace a chance. Wait. Up. It's time That's to right. take to the streets. Mainstream media, where are you? George W. Bush was born on third base but thinks he hit a triple. <laughs> Wakeupam.blogspot.com. All the oil men in the White House. Rumsfeld's cronies, buddies, neocon pals. What is wrong with this picture? It just bypasses whatever's in the Constitution. Just when we think I it mean, can't get any worse. Fascist government. 
dictatorship. He's like the ultimate oh, spoiled brat. Wake up and smell the oil fields. <laughs> Remember who said this? This isn't health care. This is get sick and die care. <laughs> Mainstream media doesn't cover it, so that's why we're here. Yeah, look for me at Gitmo. That's where I'll be. And after September <laughs> Playing the 9-11 card every the time American they can. subject to eavesdropping. These Illegally. actions are in the president's authority under the Constitution. It's ridiculous. It's poo-poo. <laughs> Wake up am.blogspot.com. I dare anyone to call me a conspiracy theorist. Time for listener email. This is a good one about last week's podcast where I argued that undocumented immigrants had the right to stay here based on our de facto invitation to them to come work and establish a life here in this country. The email is from Steve H., a regular listener and good friend of Blast the Right. His email came under the subject line, Who Would Jesus Hate? Right-Wing Racial Scapegoating. Steve writes, I slightly abridged this. Ann Coulter's wacky call for an American Iron Curtain between Mexico and the U.S. is one of the opening salvos in a coordinated right-wing campaign to retain control of Congress in November by whipping up racial hatred against illegal immigrants and painting Democrats as wanting to open the borders to hordes of illegal immigrants. As with so many other lies perpetrated by the right, their aim is to repeat this one often enough so that it will stick like tar and feathers by election time. No doubt, this handiwork is the brainchild of Karl Rove, recently reassigned to devote his full attention to the November midterm elections. How many times will moderates and the progressive community allow the right to continue to employ these tactics? It is the duty of every responsible American citizen to speak out against these tactics and to help others see them for what they are. Self-serving hate speech. Close quote. I couldn't agree more, Steve. Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right. There's a one-click send this page to a friend link on my podcast homepage. The month's almost over, but it's not too late to vote if you haven't done so. Vote for Blast the Right at podcastalley.com. There's a one-click link to do so also on the podcast homepage. I've added a progressive podcast directory to the website. You can check it out and decide which other podcasts you'd like to listen to. And fellow progressive podcasters and sister progressive podcasters, put your link up there and let's trade promos and increase all our audiences. A special shout out to the Live 365 listeners. There are hundreds of you. Please consider going to the podcast homepage and subscribing one of the ways offered there. That way, you can download and listen to any episode of Blast the Right whenever you want. Music credits. The first bumper music was 
Catapult the Propaganda by Nise Music, N-I-S-E music.com. The next bumper music was Not the One Blues by Burnshee Thornside. He's at magnatune.com. We'll close the podcast with We Can't Make It Here by James McMurtry. It's a great tune we'll be playing from now on on Blast the Right. You can find the song at Compadre Records, C-O-M-P-A-D-R-E Records dot com. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the data and quotations I use on the podcast can be found on my data resources page. Both of them are linked to off the main podcast homepage. I love to get all your comments. Please keep sending them to rational at adelphia.net. You can call in and leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Dial 310-933-5891 or Skype me at Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls. Vietnam vet with a cardboard sign Sitting there by the left turn line A flag on his wheelchair flapping in the breeze One leg missing and both hands free No one's paying much mind to him The VA budget's just stretched so thin And there's more coming back from the Mideast War We can't make it here anymore That big old building was a textile mill It fed our kids and it paid our bills But they turned us out and they closed the doors We can't make it here anymore You see those pallets piled up on the loading dock They're just gonna sit there till they rot Cause there's nothing to ship, nothing to pack Just busted concrete and rusted tracks Empty storefronts around the square There's a neighbor